Welcome to Talk to Travel Better, a podcast made by travelers for travelers. During each episode, we discuss different destinations and we give you tips so you can travel better. Talk to Travel Better podcast is brought to you by Talk Travel app, which is a voice mobile application that enables travelers to speak in their own preferred language to destination experts and quickly find answers to their travel-related queries. This app reduces time and effort needed to plan travel and provides a more rich and authentic travel experience to travelers. So don't forget to check it out. It is available for iOS and Android and you can download it right now. Also, don't forget to check their blog at talktravelapp.com where they have great destination guides and follow them on social media as Talk Travel App. So welcome to Talk to Travel Better. My name is Justine and I will be your host. Today we have a really great guest. Her name is Ami and she is a marketing consultant by degree and a travel blogger by passion. Her blog, thrillingtravel.in, is one of the top travel blogs in India and that's the place where she shares the thrill of traveling with her readers. Ami is also a current author on Lonely Planet India and we're so happy to have you here, Ami. How are you today? All good. Good to be here. Well, thank you very much for being part of this. So, first of all, what do you think is the best way to know India? Going to offbeat destinations or going to better known cities or places? Uh, first of all, hi everyone. Uh, again, it's nice to represent India in this uh, entire world of travel. So for a traveler who, who is coming to India for the first time, I highly, I mean, it could get to be a quite a bit of a cultural uh, shock because we have our own um, distinct cultures, uh, distinct beliefs, uh, uh, you know, our way of life is slightly more different. And um, if you were to come to some of our cities, you'll get a mix of both the modern and, uh, you know, with a little bit uh, the contemporary a little with a little bit of traditional mm-hmm. um, because by heart by heart we still are uh, traditional people having said that for somebody who's coming to india for the first time i highly recommend that you start with the slightly more developed tourist places which is typically if you ask any uh, anyone it would be the taj mahal or rajasthan or goa or kerala i mean because these these uh, destinations are uh, uh, with the influx of tourists that we have they are far more developed and you know they will kind of ease you into the culture of india you'll start enjoying the culture of india rather than you know um, yeah having going, like a shock yes uh, rather rather than a shock you'll probably just you know ease into the culture of india and uh, that probably will create a wanderlust for you and uh, that is when you know you'll probably want to experience the rest of india when you talk of offbeat destinations offbeat um, i think if you take out these few places which people know the rest of india is pretty much offbeat for somebody who's coming to india for the second time go for it i mean go go for those offbeat destinations go for something other than the golden triangle or uh, goa or kerala and so for example for someone that is coming for the first time to india Mm-hmm. What would you say, like, these are the destinations you have to visit? For example, you mentioned the Golden Triangle, 
Can you explain more of that golden triangle? So the golden triangle basically starts with the, the Taj Mahal, which typically becomes uh, the main reason why you're visiting India. So it starts with the Taj Mahal and discovering the city of Agra. I mean, since Agra is so close to Delhi, you kind of cover Delhi as well. And then from there, you move towards uh, Rajasthan. So in Rajasthan, you have uh, Jaipur, which is the typical uh, palaces and the forts and uh, it's it's like extremely rich over there. Uh, so typically it's like Delhi, uh, Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, if you have to take the short route, if you go for a slightly more longer route, then there's whole of Rajasthan uh, itself, which is basically uh, Jaipur, Jodhpur, Udaipur, Jaisalmer, Bikaner. Typically, a lot of people who come to India uh, go through this uh, particular triangle. Other than that, uh, the other uh, tourists who visit India, they, uh, you know, prefer, if they prefer beaches and stuff, so they then go to Goa or, uh, you know, the backwaters and the forests. So typically, this is what most um, first-time visitors in India kind of, uh, you know, tour around. Another alternative that they do is take one of our luxury trains, the Palace on Wheels or the Golden Chariot or, you know, we have tons of those. I mean, almost every uh, circuit has one uh, kind of a train, the popular circuits. Uh-huh. So a lot of, lot of visitors I find, uh, especially the luxury visitors kind of come in and take the train journey so that they can cover the same, these same cities uh, in a slightly more, you know, experiential manner. Yeah, because also India is really big and sometimes I feel like people don't think that it will take time to go from one city to another city. Uh, for example, yes. I, I didn't tell you, but I live in Mexico and for uh-huh. example, uh, many European people come and they are like, no, I'm going to go uh, from Cancun and then I'm going to go to Mexico City and it's like the distances are so long and sometimes people don't think that the countries are really, really, really big. So I feel like that's something that people should also think before going. Absolutely. It's it's pretty important that you mark your internal travel. These uh, The bigger cities like I just mentioned, or the cities that I have been so far mentioning rather, they are pretty well connected by road, rail or um, even those internal flights. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, And the internal flights, if you book them well in advance, you... you pretty much save a lot and uh, save a lot of time and money as well. Uh, what people don't realize is that yes, they're, they're, this commute does take a lot of time and you, and in each city itself you need to spend time. It's There's no point just going and you know, uh, tick marking there saying, yay, I visited this but you yeah. not really explore that city. So, um, like Jaipur itself, personally I think you don't do justice unless you've stayed there for three days, minimum. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know, those kind of time factors definitely have to be kept in mind. I highly recommend a road journey or to a lot of these places because, you know, the towns in between, the stopovers that you can make, those uh, are, yeah. you know, those, those give you a taste of the uh, authentic India and, and also give you a taste of the offbeat locations that you might want to visit the next time. So for example, if you take uh, if you take the popular circuit Jaipur and Jodhpur, so if you're going from Jaipur to Jodhpur, along the way you can actually stop uh, at uh, Ajmer and Pushkar. So, uh, you know, um, these two are, you know, smaller destinations and you don't really need to spend too much time unless you, you know, are okay to rough it out a little bit. 
mm-hmm. or you know if you want a little desert experience or something of that sort you you can pretty much do this on the way you don't have to uh, like you know completely take a day out for it is it safe going on the road absolutely it is pretty much safe i mean yes you can drive on your own as well but you you get cabs on hire at uh, mm-hmm. far far more reasonable rates than most other countries mm-hmm. so you might as well just sit back and just enjoy the ride <laughs> and it's pretty much safe pretty much safe there's no issue uh, it's just that it's it's easier for you because you know the the highways in india are not exactly the highways that you find abroad so you know you'll probably see a peacock crossing the road suddenly <laughs> and you don't know what to do uh, but uh, if you don't mind <laughs> these kind of little rougher rough thing go ahead you know there's absolutely no issue uh, driving yeah you could like drive like a real indian yeah absolutely <laughs> you know a road trip in india is definitely something that i recommend it is more interesting even the sights on the roads and i've been here all you know for a majority um a major part of my life mm-hmm. um I still i still get stunned by some of the sceneries that i you know get on a road trip yes exactly like i've been doing road trips for the last month here in mexico mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've discovered things that i didn't even really know existed here and i've been living here my whole life absolutely so, yeah, i feel like it's a really nice way to explore a place and then there are some places where uh, like when you talk of offbeat destinations some of these destinations are not so well connected so you will not probably uh, find an airport in oh. that town you will probably have to go to the nearest airport and then drive down mm-hmm. or uh, probably if you are lucky maybe take a train down so you know ultimately there's no escaping the roads especially when it comes to offbeat destinations take mm-hmm. for example um, a destination like uh, mahabalipuram which is a unesco site in south india mm-hmm. or uh, or even hampi so uh, till recently hampi uh, we did not even have an airport close by so the closest airport was bangalore where i stay uh-huh. and from there hampi was about 5 to 7 se- uh, hours drive wow uh, yeah but now now uh, because it is a major unesco site they have an airport which is closer and uh, that is only in the last couple of months if you take mahabalipuram for example another unesco site and that's like a 7th century you know heritage site the closest airport is chennai so uh, you know from chennai you have to drive down you don't don't have a choice mm-hmm. um though the roads are pretty good and stuff like that but i mean these are just some examples there are offbeat destinations where you know the access is only roads And so speaking about heritage places I know you love them. Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> which heritage places would you recommend in India? See there is no escaping the golden triangle that definitely uh, we are very proud of. When you come towards the southern part of India the architectural style and the history itself is very different. So what you see in the north uh, is slightly more polished and more recent. because they were all in the 1500s and the 1600s and stuff when you come down south uh, you'll see um, you know very monocolored but beautiful beautifully carved uh, temples and uh, palaces mostly temples every inch of the wall is literally poetry in stone what you see over there is completely different from what you would have experienced up north 
and these are these all actually date back to even 7th century 8th century which is like even older than what you've seen in the north so when you come to the south there are a lot of these places mahabalipuram hampi and then there is uh, tanjavur madurai mysore uh, these are some amazing destinations for heritage if you go to central um, india again there is a different kind of a feel over there which is slightly more towards the rajput or the rajasthani style mm-hmm. uh, so there you will again find a lot of these destinations like mandu khajurao uh, khajurao again is a very popular uh, temple then in the west you have uh, caves like the ajanta and the elora caves which are completely carved they they have a completely different feel basically if you are a heritage or a history buff there is absolutely nothing to you know i mean you'll just go crazy in india as far yes. as practically every city has some sort of an heritage uh, destination uh, you know st- heritage stop that you can uh, visit is there a place that you went there and you didn't expect it would be like that and it was better than what you expected the first time i went to hampi i was stunned i was just totally stunned i knew what to expect but it was even better than what i expected and coincidentally i happened to visit rome before that so when i had visited rome one of the things that i had loved about it is that you turn left there are ruins and you turn right there are ruins and you just walk mm-hmm. along the path there's just ruins around and there's a story to tell everywhere yeah. so i i i love that about rome hampi is exactly that Hampi is a complete kingdom which has been excavated. Literally, every uh, you know turn that you make, there is some kind of discovery that you will make because there is some kind of a ruin, uh, you know, waiting to tell its story kind of thing. So, some of the temples that I saw were just totally mind blowing. There's a temple called Vitala Temple where you have these musical pillars. So, uh, they no longer allow you to tap those pillars, but Uh-huh. Uh, if you tap those pillars you basically um, get the sound of an instrument <gasps> so the yeah so that that used to be a dance pavilion and uh-huh. apparently it was used by the musicians to create music while there was a dance going on in the courtyard wow so it's 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 fascinating to see that science and the and uh, these musical pillars are not just some pillars you know they are actually carved very exotically so you'll find a horse kind of a pillar and the smaller pillars behind that make the sound of a galloping horse what yes <laughs> so <laughs> it's fascinating it was just fascinating when when i had this guy tell me all these things i uh-huh. was like i was totally amazed i'm like how did they do that <laughs> how much time do you need to really enjoy that place So I I've gone there some multiple times and I've always found something different there but uh, yeah I typically advise people that keep at least 3 days mm-hmm. at least minimum 3 days because there's this there's this so much for you to see and absorb you know some of those uh, some of the ruins over there go back to the days of what they call the ramayan and the mahabharat and uh, then there is more recent ones which are like recent ones when i say is about you know the 14th 15th century kind of ones mm-hmm. uh, which are slightly more whole and each one of them is a story so each one is like a trail if you are a history buff you'll probably just want to wait and check out every nook and corner before you move to the next monument Yeah it's it's fascinating I mean Hampi completely took me by surprise it's amazing that you can like go there 
several times and still discover things. Absolutely. In fact, I don't think I've had enough of Hampi. I can still <laughs> go there. <laughs> you're 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 planning to go there again? It's it's closer to home, so you know, I always look for an opportunity <laughs> where I can go and rediscover something. But I mean, that's the thing about destinations, the number of times you visit it, you'll always find something new there. Yes, I I also read something on your on your about page that I really like. Uh-huh. And you said like uh, I I don't feel like traveling is like a checklist. Like right. if I if I if I can get back to some destinations to explore more, I think it's better. And I really like yeah. that mindset because I feel nowadays some people are uh, just traveling to check something of their lists and oh I've been to uh, the Eiffel Tower, I've been to Rome, I've, but they don't really enjoy a place. Absolutely, time is never enough in a place. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I believe. I mean, every time you go, you might think you have a whole day, but honestly, sometimes that day is just not enough. So um, every time you return to a place, you you actually, if you keep an open mind, you'll re- realize there's so much more that you've kind of missed the last time. You know, I also believe that sometimes it's destiny which brings you back to a place because you've left it incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, I I was talking to a friend the other day and I really want to get back to Peru because I lived there for for some months. And he was like, "No, no, no, you can't go back because it will be completely different as what you remember." And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's the reason I want to go back. I want to see Absolutely. now." And sometimes um sometimes you know, um visiting your own backyard as a tourist Uh, makes you discover something different. So there are a lot of things which, within my own city, which I have lived for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. But when I look, you know, um, I decided to play tourist uh, with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I, I decided to, since it was vacation time, I said, "You've not experienced, you've not really seen Bangalore. Let's go see Bangalore." And I became a tourist in my own city, mm-hmm. and it was fascinating to figure out. Places which I, you know, taken for granted and not really yes. seen properly. Yes. So. And, and also, I feel like when you live in a place, uh, since you uh, think everything will be there forever, you don't take the time to really go and explore. Absolutely, absolutely. We we don't uh, tend to explore our own backyard. And well, finally, what would be some tips? You've already given a lot of tips, but like. <laughs> What would be some tips for uh, non-Indians that are going to India the first time? Like the basics they should know. See, uh, one is um, yes, we are different. Asian countries in general are different. We are a traditional uh, con- country, even though uh, you know we've modernized and stuff like that. And it's a tropical country, more importantly. So you know you got to be prepared for that. Uh, the climate and the sensitivity of uh, people around we are quite open minded as indians you know like for example if you're going to a temple and stuff there are certain norms that uh, you know go with the temple it would be nice if you know tourists kind of adhere to that which is basically don't wear short clothes or you know cover your shoulders make sure your uh, thing doesn't you know ends below the knee and stuff like that um, remove your shoes etc i mean those are small small things that uh, I mean, I think uh, most people need to keep in mind because those are just, you know, uh, sensitivities, cultural yes. sensitivity. But for example, yeah. when you go to temples, do people tell you that? Because I feel sometimes as a tourist, you're a bit clueless if you don't make yeah. some research before. 
Uh, yes, I think um, typically if you have hired a guide or a taxi driver or somebody, or maybe even uh, like temples like Madurai Temple and all, which get a lot of uh, tourists, uh, mm-hmm. those guys uh, tell you at the counter itself, and and that goes with every country. I'm I'm not yes. just saying it's in. So I I think uh, the cultural sensitivities are something which I think most people need to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk of uh, uh, street food and stuff like that a lot of these street foods are actually pretty okay to have especially <laughs> they are uh, cooked in front of you uh-huh. uh yes our food is spicy um and ev- every region has a different type of spice so mm-hmm. you know from green chilies to red chilies to <laughs> a lot of other things so yeah. yes it is a little spicy uh but i would say just dip into it because you've not really experienced the place unless you've really experienced the local food yeah so, of course look well, yeah, like so, i always say that i am a bad mexican because i don't uh, do spicy food i i'm not used to it which is right. um, embarrassing <laughs> ஸ்பைஸ்ட்ரா and uh, yeah i think you guys um, i mean most people who are coming to india should uh, definitely try and witness one of our uh, festivals whatever ah, festival yes. so um, because that really will give you a true flavor of uh, the culture of india as such yes well that would be like an, a whole other podcast topic <laughs> i think <laughs> other than the tips wise i think everything um, there's when you kind of uh, buy stuff in india if you've gone to a mall or something the prices are pretty much fixed but if you're doing some street shopping yeah go ahead and bargain a little bit shouldn't be an issue again prepaid sims and stuff pretty much available uh, is connectivity practically almost everywhere in india now mm-hmm. uh, so you can just uh, pick up a prepaid sim they're pretty cheap um and uh, yeah stay in touch with uh, whoever you need to and well you mentioned you have a daughter for example yes. for people uh, traveling to india with children uh, would you say it's a good destination or what tips would you give to people traveling with children um i i think there's absolutely no issues traveling with children the only thing is yes uh, we are not really catered uh, we we are not really geared to handle uh, prams and stuff so you might have to carry the child around but other than that i don't see a problem of pretty much get all the uh, uh, baby food that you need or any kind of uh, you know medicines that you may need you, you know those kind of you will not face those kind of issues in india mm-hmm. uh, they're practically available everywhere now we have practically most of the multinational brands here so oh, okay. uh, you yeah. not have any water again you know what uh, bottled water is available practically everywhere if you are very particular about it otherwise you can just uh, you know use one of those uh, uh, filtered waters mm-hmm. that most other places provide you uh, also uh, you have you want to add anything more to these tips so yeah i i think uh, you know it would be nice if uh, everybody kind of uh, looks beyond the regular tourist circle and 
mm-hmm. you know uh, tries out something different in india as well explore a little bit more in india yes <laughs> perfect okay so just to end this uh please tell us where can we follow you where can we read your blog post yes yeah, so uh yeah my web my website is pretty much there thrillingtravel.in and um, yeah i'm pretty active on uh, twitter instagram and on facebook all these links are available on my website but mm-hmm. in any case i am on at amibhat a m i b h a t on twitter as well as instagram as perfect well thank you very much this was super interesting and i hope we can talk again another time yes i hope so too <laughs> all right thank you So that was today's episode. Thank you so much to our guest today. And remember that this podcast is brought to you by Talk Travel App. And don't forget to follow them at Talk Travel App in every social media platform and to check their blog because they have great destination guides at talktravelapp.com. My name is Justine and see you next time.